What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Glenbrook Village podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey. I'm joined today, as always, by Alex, Andrew, and Herbie. How are you guys doing today? What's up? What's up? Not too bad. Salutations. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> uh, I'm not asking anyone. How is everybody's uh, first week of 2021, I guess, officially? Sober. Officially the first week. It's 2020 part two. Sober. <laughs> Nothing special, just working away. Yeah, just... Actually, Andrew's saying it's 2020 part two is a perfect segue into that shit that happened at the U.S. Capitol. Ah, uh, that shit show. It's like a fucking movie. It's like one long South Park episode. But not completely unexpected. <laughs> what was... uh? <laughs> What was funny about it to me was like how I feel like the white people were just surprised that somebody got shot. Corey, Corey, ca- like, I can't believe they would shoot somebody who's unarmed. Caucasians, Corey. No, white is quite fine. No, <laughs> they're white. <laughs> I should play that. I should play that video of that white dude who was in the street. He's like, these fucking treasonous bastards. He's like, oh, these yeah. are Black Lives Matters protesters. They would have been dragging them out the street. He's like, then they let these fucking crackers. Like this white dude calling other white people crackers. So if any of our listeners have been living under a rock for the last week, what we're talking about is Wednesday when I guess the Senate Sixth. count was being finalized or whatever. Thousands of people flocked to the streets of Washington, D.C. And dozens, if not hundreds of morons ended up rushing and breaching the Capitol building, storming into Pelosi's office, the House floor. There was a standoff in the floor of the House. It was just utter madness. I sent the video earlier to Andrew and Herbie in like the Instagram group chat of the, the lady getting shot. Like mm, The vet. Definitely seemed a little bit unnecessary. Yeah, yo, she was like... It wasn't even like she was rushing the door and the officer just fired off like two rounds. Well, yeah, afterwards, the Bam, she was Capitol down. Police officer ended up saying he didn't know didn't know if anyone was armed or not. So, well, I don't you know, know what was, was the guy to do? That's a fair assumption to make because they found like some homemade bombs. They found a bunch of stuff to make Molotov cocktails. They found stuff to make homemade napalm. Like around around the Capitol building, so it's definitely a fair assumption to make that there was definitely a bunch of people who were storming that building with the intent to definitely cause some harm. I think I saw a picture today. There was a guy he he had zip ties. You know, like what are you? Why are you walking into that building with zip ties yeah. on if you aren't expecting mm-hmm. to go and grab somebody and hold them against their, yeah, tie them up, hold them against their will? There was definitely. I don't think all the people there were there to like cause violence, wreck havoc, but there was definitely a solid group of people who went in there with the intent to probably hurt somebody. Well, I know it ended up angering a bunch of the gun community because so Maryland has, you know, pretty strict gun laws as a state. There's no open carry allowed. Uh, Concealed carry is on a per issue basis. So you know even though it's possible it's 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 very few and far between the people that are able to get a permit so anybody that showed up there with weapons on them were breaking the law 
already. So ridiculous. Well, just them breaking in, just them breaking into the Capitol is a federal offense. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if these people that they're arresting, that they're rounding up, don't get like if they don't get ten years minimum. I'd be shocked. You know, it's crazy too. They that building hadn't been no. breached like that since eighteen twelve. Well, is it really is it really breached when they let you in? Like when the cops are like, "Yo, That's come in, let me like usher you in, take a seat." They had guys walking in there like it was a pride parade, man. Because <laughs> it was a pride parade. Why do you think they call themselves the Proud Boys? <laughs> yeah. And then that one guy going in there like he's going to Shambhala or something. They arrested. They arrested that dude. They arrested that guy today. The one who was dressed up like yeah, the fucking headdress yeah, artist. The shit. actor. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker's in jail right now. But what do you like? What do you what do you guys think about that? Like just in general? Well like, honest, like honest like, um, thoughts about it. No, I was gonna say it's just it's part of me is like I get the whole protesting, whatever, even if other people aren't gonna stand with you, like protesting, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Um and I can't be a supporter of whether you agree with the reasoning or not. Exactly. But I think for me the biggest issue like the the thing that like I think that the biggest issue is that it's just not surprising anymore and it's it's on like a massive stage for everyone to see around the world. And it's just massively embarrassing. It's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's gotten to the point where even, you know, the law enforcement that's supposed to be there and, uh, you know, the law enforcement that's supposed to be there and help you out and actually like take care of these buildings, take care of these people who aren't doing anything. They're just going to work. You know, they're just doing their normal day-to-day activities. These people are under siege and yet the cops again, like I said, on a massive stage, you're just like, no, you can come on in, you know, protest, riot, take everything, hurt some people. So when you ask the question about that girl, that lady who lost her life, part of me, part of me wants to side with the cop and be like, well, you don't know what's happening. Like you're a security or of the Capitol building and then cops let people in and you're supposed to protect people and you kind of fire off a few rounds. It's not, it's not like that's never happened before when it was other colored people doing it. Right. So it's not I don't necessarily feel bad that this lady also got shot, passed away or the lady who got trampled overall. I am kind of just stuck I in have, between. Like, I just I'm I I, the worst like part that. is I'm just not surprised at the end of it. Right. But it's just like you I'm also don't troubling feel bad. about it is. So there's a couple things. The first thing that's troubling about it is the fact that they didn't anticipate that something like that would happen when. It was very clear that something like yeah, that exactly. was going to happen. You know, why? You no, know, it's tr- Trump having that rally. It didn't really matter what he. It didn't matter what he said that day. You know, he he could have he could have said anything. I think those people were, regardless of what Trump had said that day, were going to go to. They were going to do it no matter what. So, like, just just like the fact that they held that rally was. That was the ramp up. It didn't. He didn't even have to go out there and speak. That that was going to happen regardless. The and mm-hmm. the and the and the fact that you know there wasn't there wasn't more assistance for them there was fucked up. But it was also because like you you see the stuff that's like happening beside the scenes where like Trump and his people. I don't. Trump and his people have been like they were calling other governors like trying to get them to block not block the vote but like trying to get them to slow down the process 
like they're like yo let's try and delay this a little bit so we can like try and do this try and do that so that in itself is like messed up but the other thing that's like really messed up about it is is you look at the united states as this country that really pushes democracy onto other countries so now you've got these other countries where you know the states go in on peace these peacekeeping like missions and they try and like instill democracy in their country and like you know the united states is supposed to be like that pillar of democracy it's supposed to be the example for the rest of the world like how a perfect democracy could be and what this election has showed and then what that showed on wednesday is that it's not Mm -hmm. perfect here in the united states and it's definitely not something that they should follow like other people should follow religiously because there's there's flaws here it's like there's obvious flaws and I think that now it's getting brought to the surface more. If there's one, if there's one yeah. like thing I could say that Trump did well during his presidency was expose what's wrong with democracy, at least in America. And I'm pretty yeah. sure these those same problems exist in other countries that like that have that are a democracy, but it definitely got exposed more here and you can see what more of the deep rooted issues in and then the third thing that the third thing that like really jarred me was all right you know it it happened but we're still two mm-hmm. weeks out from when biden's supposed to get inaugurated and mm-hmm. what's to say that it won't happen again on the 20th like i'm fully expecting something bad to happen on the 20th and it's so bad for me to think like that, but I'm fully expecting something terrible yeah. to happen when he goes to his inaugur- inauguration. I th- but I think that's why I'm so torn. Like torn, like just like yeah, it's a it, just like torn about how to feel about it because part of me wants to support people being upset over something. Obviously, not to the point it gets that violent or that ridiculous where you're just storming buildings and then um, putting people in danger like that. But at the same time, it's just not. Like, I almost don't feel bad because these people voted in Trump and they're kind of getting exactly what they... They're getting exactly what they voted in. So I don't really feel bad for some of these people who are having to go through this. And it's not... But I'm torn because I have people... Like, I have family who lives there. I have friends like you who live there. So it's like you guys are dealing with it. Well, my... Th- but it's just... I don't know. My thing is, like, know, I I know I'm somewhere where, like, I don't... If, if anything were to pop off, like, nothing's going to pop off in, in Cleveland, Ohio. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it's, and it's not like I'm, I'm saying that like, oh, like, you know, nothing happens here. It's, I'm saying it like, you know, when you see like the media portrayal of how things are in the country, they're not the same everywhere as they are in most major cities. So like when mm-hmm. the, when all the protests were happening over the summer, like, yeah, the people in Cleveland went out, they protested for one day and like, that was it. That was a one protest. And it, you know, everything is back to normal. It's all cool. But, like, you look at other places where it was a 100 days of madness, like, or whatever, like, the whole summer, you know, people are... Where was it? Was it Portland or Seattle where they, like, literally had, like, a, a part of the city, like, as in a... Seattle, yeah. Yeah. Like, that didn't happen everywhere. So, like, I'm... And I live in, like, a... a I live in a part of Ohio that's, like, mostly Democratic people like everybody here is pretty cool or i'm not really worried i don't think anything's gonna happen here i think you're gonna see problems in all those 
other states where they were contesting the elections and especially in those major cities where they were contesting elections. It's fair. Yeah. And people have I feel like a lot a lot like a lot more Americans have more common sense than to go out and like just try and fight somebody in the street. You know, nobody wants to lose their life because of a pr- like somebody's presidency. Like that's not Mm-hmm. There's more logical thinkers than there are illogical thinkers. So what we're seeing right now are the illogical thinkers. Yeah, for sure. Andrew, what about you? How you feel about this? I just think the whole thing's a joke at this point. Would you say I I don't Would you say they're a bigger joke or or a smaller joke than thinking that the Steelers <laughs> are going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. While he wears a Seahawks shirt. <laughs> Just putting me on full blast, eh? <laughs> Is that a Cleveland Browns hat I see? This guy. Is that the brownie hat I see in the background? So, Andrew, why do you think it's a joke? I just don't think the response... I don't think the response fits the crime. And I think it makes America look very weak from inside to outside countries. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... Like, like, the, re- like the response... Like the response in what way? I just don't think it was drastic enough. Like it's almost like a streaker running across a football mm-hmm. field and they grabbed him and put him in jail. <laughs> like the damage is still done. You know what I mean? Like thought, they made a joke of you it. thought more people should have died? Like what's going on? I think so. Well, that's intense. <laughs> you heard it here first. Andrew would have been capping. I think this. Sh- <laughs> Jesus. I wanted bloodshed. <laughs> but no, no, I. No, but I just. No, I understand what Andrew's saying, though. Like, if you storm a federal building, you don't expect, like, that to happen. To be taught a lesson, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they are are arresting people. And, like, I I feel like they should get the maximum fucking sentence they can get thrown at them. Like, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like, it's all a bunch of white people. Like that one, but that one and black, I, that one black dude, rest in peace, bro. Twenty five <laughs> to life for sure. He'll be the only one to face the cruel hand of justice. But yeah, anyways, so, uh, <laughs> states are fucked up. Currently, yeah, and uh, I, I think, I think that is a, you know, a good, a good segue into what was supposed to be our topic in the last episode, but with the guest we had on, kind of, you know, drowned that out. But the conspiracy topic. You know, with what's going on, it's not the first time it's happened. So all the way back in, you know, the 1980s when uh, Ronald Reagan was inaugurated. In 1981, at the time, on, on the same day, Iran released all but one of the 52 American hostages that they had held in the embassy there for 400 days, leading many to believe that Reagan's people had cut a deal with Iran to keep the hostages beyond mm-hmm. the election to ensure that President Carter's negotiations with Iran failed. And that he lost mm-hmm. to Reagan, <laughs> which, you know, in terms of stolen elections, that does seem like a pretty freaking shady one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of intense. Like, that's like legitimate people's lives lives on the line, using them to barter and trade. Well, yeah, and that all like it, it stems from an operation called Desert One which was a hostage rescue attempt by the military in 1980 that ended up killing eight Americans and resulted in a major embarrassment for Carter. Jesus. And, yeah, after that situation, <laughs> he basically pushed over $150 million in military equipment to Iran, mm-hmm. causing the Reagan campaign to watch Carter's 
every move in Iran. So, you know, the idea that they they made it so that the hostages were held right until after the election mm-hmm. so that Reagan would win does seem, you know, like plausible. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> crazy, but not so crazy sometimes, though. I heard there's like that Ronald Reagan doc out that people should check out because apparently it just exposes some crazy shit. Oh, really? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. I, I'm not sure where it is. Like When I find it, I'll let you guys know, but I was hearing somebody else talk about it today, and apparently it's like, yo, wa- watch it, and you'll find out some nuts shit about So the, uh, about the, the book that I'm getting some of this uh, source material from is American Conspiracy by Jesse Ventura. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember who he is. He used to be the governor of... Was that the pet detective? (laughs) (laughs) No. Jesse Ventura is a former Navy... He's a former Navy SEAL, professional wrestler, movie actor, and he was the governor of freaking... I don't remember which state, but in in the book, there's two quotes from Reagan that say, concentrated power has always been the enemy of liberty, which is very... Mm -hmm. It's still relevant today. And the other thing was, how can a president not be an actor? (laughs) This is true. Yeah, that's what that's what this documentary talks. That's what this documentary talks about a lot. Like how, you know, it. it, I was like hearing the guys talk about it on this other platform, and they were basically saying like, you know, you can draw a lot of parallels between Reagan and Trump because they both are kind of like personalities mm-hmm. that people know outside of politics oh so yeah it's very easy to man- no. it's very easy for them to get manipulated and to push somebody else's agenda that isn't their own oh yeah for sure and on the topic of stolen elections that makes me want to mention the 2000 and 2004 elections of george w bush <laughs> <laughs> basically the, the official word is the Supreme Court stopped a recount in Florida in 2000, giving Bush an electoral co- college victory on December 12th. In 2004, Bush took the deciding state of Ohio by a 100,000 vote margin and gained a second term. Uh, the theory rolling around of it is that both elections were stolen by Republican operatives, above all through manipulation of the electronic voting machines in deciding states where, uh, you know, votes were shifted from one candidate to another. And a guy who may have blown the whistle on the whole thing was killed in a plane crash right after the 2008 election. Oh, geez. Hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Which, no, you know. That, that 2000 election, there's a lot of things that are wrong with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, just even outside of, like, conspiracy theories, there's just a bunch of shit that's wrong with it. I think for me, that's, like, the... Because I was still living in the States at the time. Yeah. When that happened. So I kind of got to watch a lot of that unfold live. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just weird. There was just a lot going on with that election. And I don't even know if there was, like... I don't even know if there was, like, fraud in that election or it was just literally people, like, fucking up the count. You also got to think that part of it is how the media covers it and if there's any scandals going on along with it, how, what type of colorful resume does the current president have? Does the person trying to go against the president have, like their opposition? Because especially with Trump, you know, the, the fact that his 
the fact that his election came on the heels of a double term by the first black president is it was almost like America's way of saying fuck you like you guys got what you want now we're gonna give you like no, no, we're no, gonna no, give no, you no, one no, of the no, no, just no. most ridiculous people ever no you no, know? no no bro let me tell you let me tell you why Trump won Trump won because he's not a politician yeah they wanted somebody that was gonna change that the game that can be part of it that can be part of it, but I'm no, still Herbie, not going to completely. Herbie, not, that, I'm not going to discount the Herbie, fact not, that people are going to come in and vote and Herbie, show their racist not, terms. Uh, 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 you no, Herbie, that's Herbie. That's not part of it. That's all of it. I'm telling you right now, Trump mm. won the election because he is not a politician. He, like, think about it. Think about how many people distrust the government. Well, when he's sitting in jail, so what's the best thing? That, when he's sitting in jail, become his I pen know, pal. But I'm just saying. That, Go visit him and ask him. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking MAGA country. But I'm just telling you, like, what's if you don't if you don't trust the government, right? If you don't trust politicians, what's the best thing for you as a citizen? Let me go vote for the guy who isn't a politician. And Hillary yeah. Clinton is this person who has a she has a long history in politics. And she's done a lot of things in politics that people don't like, that they don't agree with. And so, uh, like, yeah, it was. But so has Biden. I was going to. Yeah, so was Biden. But, like, uh, it, this goes like Trump lost. I'll tell you right now if the pandemic doesn't happen the way it happened in the States, like, if he handles it better, and then if he also comes out and addresses. The George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, the Ahmaud Aubrey, all the protests better. Mm-hmm. Trump gets reelected, point blank. Period. Like there's, there's no way he loses that election. He, he lost, he yeah. lost his second term, in literally six months. It all flashed before his eyes, like it was gone. Oh yeah, because he mishandled twenty. He mishandled twenty twenty so bad that people are like. Like yo, we don't want this guy around anymore. And then also like his his impeach his impeachment didn't help either. Yeah. Like the like the impeachment trial doesn't help his case either. There was he had the worst year you could have for a president. Oh yeah. And he didn't he didn't handle any of it properly. No, not at all. So back to the subject of the 2000 election. <laughs> Something crazy that I just found out was uh there was a journalist uh, reporting soon after the election about how uh, Catherine Harris and Jeb Bush set out to do some ethnic cleansing on the voter rolls ahead of time uh, because Florida has a state law that convicted felons aren't allowed to vote. So they hired a private contractor called Database Technologies, a division of ChoicePoint, whose board was studded with Republican bigwigs, to look for any crooks who were also registered voter- voters. And the uh, the database eventually listed 57,000 Florida citizens and local election supervisors were told to purge them. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> this shit been happening forever then. The crazy part is more than 90% of those people were never committed, had never committed any felonies. Uh, more than half of them were either black or Hispanic and likely to have voted for a Democrat. Yeah, geez. Jesus Christ. Shit happens, man. Yo, it 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 happened. It literally happened in 2022. I'm pretty sure like 
they did a lot of stuff to prevent, like, same thing, like, felons from voting. And Biden probably could have won Florida. Well, that's the thing, though. It's it's state law <laughs> that felons aren't allowed to vote. I don't know. Like, voters, voter suppression is a real thing in the United States. Like, I know how, like, when you guys go to, the whole register to vote thing is, like, super strange to me. Because I know, like, when you go to vote in Canada, like... The minute you turn 18, they just know you've turned 18, and you just pop up and you vote. Well, no, you still have to register do to you? vote here. Um, You only have to once, though. Once, yeah, you only do. once. Yeah, that's the once difference. You're once you're registered, to like, once you vote in your first election, mm -hmm. then you're registered for life. Yeah. Okay, that's di okay, that's completely different then, because, like, I like I voted 2020. In four years, I got to register to vote again. That's like, stupid. Why? That you know makes I mean? no sense. Yeah, I know that. But but is there, what's the reason yeah, behind that? that? Like, do you have you ever read if in your county or your no, state I, why I you ask, have to register yearly or like every time I, you have to vote? I think I think they do it because of like the way the electoral college is set up. So, mm -hmm. like, say I'm a registered voter in Ohio, and I move out of state. And some, like, I'm not able to, say I moved to, like, a different state, and somehow I'm not able okay. to register to vote in that state I moved to, then I have to request, like, my absentee ballot from Ohio, get it sent to my house or whatever state I live in, and then mail it back. So I think they do it because of, like, the way the Electoral College is set up, because you want to make sure all the votes that come into your state are coming from people who are registered to vote in that state. Hmm. But it's probably, like, it's probably different in Canada. Like, say there is an election for prime minister right now. Like, Herbie, you're not, you're from Alberta, but you're in BC. I'm pretty sure you could just stroll into wherever you're, you want to go, like, wherever you have to go vote, mm -hmm. and you'd be able to vote without an issue. Well, I've, I voted, I voted this year here because BC had an election, and all I did was just when you have to re-register, so you just say, oh, I'm." there's like a uh, section saying you moved from a different province. Yeah. So all you do is say the province you moved from, you mention you mention what would have been like the last major election or like the last election you would have voted in there. And then from there, they just take your information and see if it's valid. It was super easy. It was easier than getting a license yeah, see, or it's, it's, doing anything else. It's not that simple here. It's not that hmm. simple here. That's wild. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's crazy. They got y'all under lock and key. So I, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, an article I'm reading in Psychology Today on the subject of conspiracies and why, you know, so many people believe them. <laughs> I'm just going to mention yeah. uh, a page here written by a professor at Otterbein, Otter, I don't know, some university in the states. Yeah, that's in Ohio. Basically saying, <laughs> basically saying why we love a good cabal. Uh, conspiracy theories are byproducts of how the brain thinks. Why are we so susceptible to conspiracy theories? Social science research has uncovered several mechanisms underlying our perpetual penchant for preposterous plots. Don't know why they had to make such an alliteration there, but... <laughs> but a few central points are fundamental attribution error, which is our tend tendency to prefer dispositional explanations to situational ones. Uh, confirmation bias and belief perseverance, which basically 
refers to our tendency to become attached to our beliefs and to search for or interpret information in ways that confirm our preconceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, being uniquely knowledgeable, because everyone knows knowledge is power. We all prefer feeling powerful to feeling powerless. Um, it's gratifying for us, particularly when the complexity and un, you know uncertainty of life mm-hmm. feels overwhelming. And the fourth point, I guess, is pattern recognition. Um, you know, the brain evolved in a dangerous environment where the ability to fill in the blanks conferred important survival advantages. Okay. Basically, if you can make out the hidden predator in the bushes, you might survive. Okay. <laughs> so the brain came to specialize in meaning making and pattern finding, which in the extreme form, this tendency is known as pareidolia. We see Jesus and burnt toast. Sounded out phonetically. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, that was interesting. So basically, we just want to understand everything because we're not capable of not being people who can't understand. So as creatures, Bas- yeah, basically, we're it's, just assholes. It's, it's, it's better for us to have an explanation for something. It, <laughs> it makes going on easier, I guess. Hmm. What does that say mm-hmm. about our ego? Well, I mean, assholes all the time. I mean, I guess it depends on what you do with it. If you follow cares? it religiously and end up being <laughs> a-holes to everybody, then... <laughs> but if you're a person yeah. that can be open-minded about everything and, you know, question things properly, then, I don't know. No. I think it just depends. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yo, so I, w- I really wanted to bring something up today. <laughs> we... Yo, I woke up this morning and like people were people were beefing in the family group chat, but <laughs> y'all are going to laugh at this. So my mom got banned from Twitter. Yeah, why? Your mom did? She was following the leader. <gasps> what? Uh-huh. Your mom has a Twitter first of all, and I'm not following it? Well, you can't now cuz she's she's banned. I don't know. Oh, bro, I Is it like at that. bouquet of roses? That's a good name, bro. Yeah, exactly. So my so for those people out there who don't know, I know I got a white sounding voice, but I am black. And uh, <laughs> Jesus. my mom is the supporter of Donald Trump. He's her. So, so she must have been on Twitter saying some wild ass shit. But yeah, she got suspended. She was, I wake up this morning and she is freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Is that her? But is that her like coping mechanism, like where she goes to vent, like her media of choice? Uh, we, she, she definitely like likes to bring bring up politics a lot. My mom's my mom's very involved in it, but like, mm-hmm. we all always have to be like, yo, like you know, it's really not that deep, but it still like happens. Like even I've like, I love my mom to death. <laughs> Sorry, and like are you? I don't. I really don't care who people voted for. You know, at the end of the day, like, I think I've said this before, like, I don't think politicians at the federal level really are looking out for people who are living state to state. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, Alex brought it up earlier, you know, how the presidents are just actors. Like, I really could care less who the president is. All I care about is, you know, what's happening in my state. Like, what's, you know, what's happening around me. And if... Yeah. Because... If you think about it, the way the Constitution in America is, like, the president doesn't have a lot of power to do the things that he wants to do. Because if they try to step out of line and do something that's outside of the realm of, like, 
something that's like super nuts and insane, they'll just straight kick mm-hmm. that person out of office, like no questions asked. So it's like, you know, you really don't have to really worry about what the president's doing all the time. So like, I don't care if people voted for Trump, like, and it, and like, it goes back to Sorry, I, I know I'm like talking for this for super long, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier is like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of, I know what people think the Trump base is because of what they see like in the media and all that but i don't think that's the whole trump Mm -hmm. base as a whole as a whole you know what i'm saying like yeah like you know and it and so that's why like i brought this point up because my, my mom got bad like suspended her account suspended and she's like oh they're they're violating my my free speech but yeah yeah of course. always the first yeah, thing right, people right. jump to here's the thing yeah here's the thing though like right like i i was gonna say like you know do do you guys have an i was gonna ask you guys have an understanding of like twitter and facebook and instagram of like that they have that ability to kick you off for whatever the fuck they want to kick you off for well yeah i was talking to andrew about this last night it's what people don't understand is social media sites are still a business and the people that run that business can choose who they want in or out of it. So, you know, being muzzled out on the street, that is losing your freedom of speech. Being kicked exactly. off of a social media site that is a business run by somebody, that's yeah, not the exactly. same thing. <laughs> exactly. And I was trying to like explain it to my mom and then she was like freaking out. She's like, no, like they're protected by the government because of that section 230 thing or whatever it is. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! Like, they when you sign up, when you sign up to use like a site like that, like you do something that violates their terms and conditions, they have they are well within their rights as a company to tell you to get the fuck out of here. Just like a business that tells you you can't enter a building without a mask during a pandemic, you're not losing your right to go anywhere because you still fall under the business's right to work in a safe yeah. environment. No, that's fair. Yeah. But like, but what I what I wanted to ask what I wanted to ask though is do you do y'all think that people should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want to say on these social media sites? On social media sites, no. Andrew, Andrew, what do you think? I think when you're in that much of a position of power, it's very hard to say that you should be able to say whatever you please because I think you should be able to please yourself no matter what your true beliefs are. Um, I do think that he did not say anything over the top to get banned off of like platforms across the board. So I do think that is a little messed up that he's being like silenced just because of permanently. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I see well, both they sides use the of words, it, but... they use the word suspended. So like, he's probably going to be allowed back on there. I think, I think they took him off because of like, they don't want him to kind of like, ramp people up so that when the 20th happens but okay like but shit pops but off. think about this think about this they said they're suspending him for inciting violence right yeah but if we were to go back to june 26 1993 when in america <laughs> ariana grande was born 
And then we went and fast forwarded to May 23rd, 2017, when she incited violence as the death toll rose in a bomb attack at her concert in Manchester. And then again, September 7th, 2018, when she took the life of another musician named Mac Miller, but we're still letting her put her albums on okay. iTunes and incite first, more violence. Oh boy. First of all, why do you have her birthday? That's a conspiracy. No, no, no. Why do you have her birthday memorized? That's a double standard. <laughs> huh? I was just looking at the tattoo on your knuckles. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's some that's some nasty shit. You're basically saying that when Corey says, "Yeah, I've been fucking Ariana Grande," he's spitting facts <laughs> because it says Ariana Grande on his hand. I then explained Mac Miller's death. <laughs> yeah. Europe, and it's the uh, same hand that he fucks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Nah, bro, it's on my. <laughs> it's on my. It's on my left hand, bro. I don't switch. Oh, get, get. It's like that Drake. It's like that. It's like that Drake song. You're my right Why? hand. You're my go-to. I was... <laughs> nah, you just hate. You just hate on Ariana because she took Mac. I feel you. But not like I ain't gonna blame you there. No, but like honestly though, like yo, I, like Andrew, how would you feel if like you know how like we like to roast people like <laughs> that we know that we know? Imagine if like they just like booted you off the platform for that. Like it was just a slight roast. Like you go on somebody's comment and you're like, haha, you're ugly, and they're like, oh, we're removing you from Facebook <laughs> because of because uh, because of hate speech. Yeah, like. That's what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't think that should be allowed. I think, you know, <laughs> Tyler the Creator said it best. You know, if you don't like what you see, walk away from the screen. Like, but there's too many people out there that like hang off of every single word. So the general population is too stupid. So they have to act like Big Brother and take away the option to listen to somebody. Hold up, though. Let me let me like be honest about something. I really do not start paying attention to Donald Trump's tweets until I was forced to stay in my house and could not go outside. I I think like the pandemic just made people rush online and now everybody's upset about something that yeah everybody has to say. I think people have been saying wild shit online for years and nobody's cared because like everybody had other stuff going on in their lives. But now all of a sudden that you're forced to be inside, you can't go outside. You're going to gravitate to your phone. You're going to spend more time on social media. So you're going to see a lot more shit that people are saying. And then obviously you're going to have some sort of visceral like reaction Mm. to it. Yeah. I think for me, I just keep it simple where it's the same rule that I feel that people should just follow where it's freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequences. And also, when you're signing on to a social media, if you don't want to take the time to read the super long, uh, like the super long agreement policies, and then you jump into it and you get really upset because you don't believe that in context something was taken, like something wasn't taken with the context, then you can always fight it. Like I know you can always get appeals on a lot of these websites. You know they always allow for a chance for you to reconcile and see if 
the program they used because a lot of the time these medias are too big that they no longer have people necessarily flagging these. They just have an algorithm doing it. So the algorithm doesn't necessarily look for context. It just automatically starts looking for things that it's flagged in the past. It makes a history off of it. It's a math equation. But it, like, like Andrew touched on, depending on your context as well as a person, you know, are you someone who is an elected official? Are you someone who's held to a certain regard? There are certain things that you may think is minor, you know, like Trump, some of the things he was saying, maybe to someone else, maybe as some nobody civilian from Arkansas just saying it out into the wind with to his five followers, sure, it'll mean nothing. No one will read it. It'll go no further than a few views. But like the president of the United States, you have to be held to a different standard. So it's maybe sometimes that's why it feels like you're getting crapped on more, but you're not. You're just, you knew what was going to happen the moment you took the position. You're in the limelight. Yeah, like he... (laughs) He definitely had to like. He definitely had to watch himself. But the issue is though, like, he, the, the issue with him though is he's like preaching something that's not true, and he's yeah. I don't even know want to know if I'm I want to say he's doing it on purpose, or if he actually believes it. Because I really don't think he's like smart enough. But doing what on purpose? Well, like, all right. So you know the whole thing with like voter fraud. He was preaching that before the election even happened he was like i think he said it at one of the debates or something or even before like the dnc he said if we allow them to like change the election laws you know to accommodate the pandemic so people could vote Mm -hmm. by mail he said that there'll be if i lose this election it'll be because of fraud so he said that before the election even happened. Okay. And then, like, this is what makes me, like, say, like, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or if he's just, like, actually stupid. On the night of the election, this guy goes out yeah. in front of, like, all the supporters that are at the White House. And he says, you know, I don't know why they haven't called the election yet. Like, we've won. And... Anybody who anybody who's followed like mm-hmm. American politics knows that you don't just count every single vote in America the day of. Like even in past elections, it's taken two three days to count votes. Mm-hmm. So like again, again, it was him. I like I think he saw the writing on the wall that he, he probably wasn't going to win, and I think he just had to kind of. Like, he had to get out in front of himself and say and say some shit. Fair enough. To try and protect yeah. himself from saying like this is why I lost. I don't Yeah. I don't, I don't think he wants to accept that he lost because you know he fucked up. I don't know. I think that's I think it's I think it's tough though, because then you gotta take a look back at just like you have to What do you think, Silent Bob? <laughs> I don't even know what to think. You have to anymore. take I think you have to take into consideration <laughs> just the past tweets. The game is over, bro. Stop watching the game. The game is over, dog. They're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> like you lost your money. Yo, you lost your money, bro. I'm sorry. Podcast <laughs> Seahawks. The past two weeks? Why do you say like <laughs> Bro, yo, turn the fucking game off. It's thirty to thirteen. Like you lost your money. I don't know why you keep putting yourself through the torture. I'm a sadist. Well, what were you saying, Herbie? Like the last, like the past two I just, weeks? No, I was just gonna say, like, I, you make a good point where it's, you're talking about, you asked the question where it's, um, is he doing this on purpose or does he honestly not know? 
And you have to take into consideration maybe his past, like his past tweets, all his past social media interactions, things he said in the past, and um, who he's directed it to. Has it been to civilians? Has it been to other other people that he came uh, that he met through politics? Has it been past people that he's had on his show when he used to be a when he used to be an actor, which he probably still is because he acted like a president the whole time, but wasn't very good clearly. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's a, anything that has to do with Trump is just. At this point, I feel like it's just been gone over and over, and it's just, you're not going to figure it out by now. But, Corey, you were uh, you were talking about the, um, you mentioned a conspiracy you want to talk about is, you know, we're talking about how Trump even became a real president. Can you talk about how are birds even real? Are these things that we f- call our feathery Kids friend that shit on us, in his room. fuck up our windshields? You know, when you're out on a nice date having ice cream adds a little topping to the top Okay, this from the is- trees, you know? This is my favorite conspiracy theory because <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory. It's real? Like it's a it's like a satire of it's a guy it was his college kid, right? He went to a <laughs> Here's how he started it. He went to a a women's rights march. Mhm. And he he was in the back like spouting like birds aren't real, like you know what I mean? Okay. And then it just gained traction and kind of has this cult following. And then he ended up making like a, a bunch of money off of merch. But if you, and he kind of made up this whole backstory, but if you, if you look at the, the backstory to the conspiracy, it sounds mm-hmm. like something that, Oh yeah. You could see the government doing. Absolutely. You know, the whole basis of it is like, basically the government, wanted to do mass surveillance. Yeah. And I think it was Eisenhower was a president that he put in there, you know, didn't like birds because they kept pooping on his car. So they just thought Mm -hmm. like, all right, we'll kill all the birds, replace them with robot birds. And they all have cameras in their eyes and they'll just go around and spy for us. But like sometimes I'll be sitting on a bench and I'll see a bird just squat down and like stare at me for too long. (laughs) I get a little worried. Well, I mean, it's not too far off. Uh, you know, Edward Snowden was wanted, or I guess still is wanted by the U.S. government for leaking the fact that the Obama administration gave the NSA mass surveillance power. So it's not it's not completely yeah, far like off. It's, it's something that could be happening. Yeah. There, are, I think people are pushing for Snowden to get pardoned. Which I think he should, because I don't think he really did anything wrong. I think he just straight up, like... Yeah. He he um, told people the truth. <laughs> told the country something. I don't think there's anything wrong with telling people the truth. The government just got pissed because he told them the truth. Well, no, it, I, I think it becomes something wrong when it actually affects national security. But just telling the civilians that, hey, we're spying on you, that's... I don't think that's reason for... What's funny is or he's hiding out in, what, Russia conviction. or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's hiding out in Russia, and then because he was a whistleblower for the States, and then there's some Russian guy who's hiding out in the States because he was a whistleblower for the Ru- on the Russians for their doping scandal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. I don't know if you guys have seen that documentary, but that's, like, one of my favorite no, documentaries. I, uh... 
Yes. Icarus. Oh yeah, I've seen that two times over. For the Russian, for the Russian doping scandal, they are some shady ass fucking shit. During the best, uh, che- best cheaters the, in the world, man. The Russians. Bro, I I did research on that. Yo, they were literally sliding <laughs> urine samples between the walls. Yeah. So they could swap out the clean and the dirty. Yeah, no, it's pretty fucked yeah, it's up. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, Jesus. But yo, Herbie, we uh we didn't have a bingeables because everybody <laughs> kind of was like, yo, fuck the crown, it's whack. But Herbie, man, you finished the Mandalorian. Oh, Alex, have you finished the Mandalorian? No. This man's. I'm barely into it. Well. F- Fuck, man. I want to watch more of it. That There's one more. I, There's one more conspiracy we forgot to cover. I won't ruin the second. I won't ruin the season finale. What, you clogging toilets? <laughs> yeah, we need Fuck to hear yeah. this. No. Don't spoil we my need to conspiracy. hear this story right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just... Yo, it. Andrew, just tell your story. Yo. Yeah, let's... Tell us the conspiracy. That was a good one. Tell your story so Herbie can Don't actually so get to a relevant Corey. topic. <laughs> Just tell us, tell us it. <laughs> no, we got to know now. Nah, it's cool. For, we pe- can skip for, it. for people, for people who don't know the grand conspiracy theory of, uh, what year is it? Like 2012? Yeah. Something like that. Actually, I don't know. When you told me this, when you told me this story, I had to like park my car because I was Oh, that so was hard. another one. <laughs> there was two. Was that two. the, there was two number twos. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, I thought the the second one was the number one. Okay, so for the first time ever on the Glenbrook Village podcast, we are going <laughs> to unveil the conspiracy not known by the victims until this very moment. Uh, are you but yeah, around names? T- around, no, I'll keep oh, them nameless. Okay. Okay. It's already shameful enough. This Why, I heard this story gonna... from a friend named Blandrew. <laughs> uh, he's the one who did this. <laughs> Not me. Definitely not me. Can never bring myself to do. (laughs) But yeah, around 2012 in college, where I was staying at a friend's house and uh, I had a hearty, hearty bowel movement in a friend's uh, (laughs) powder room. And uh, (laughs) so, long story short, this Blandrew character clogs the toilet. And there's only three or four people staying at this house. <laughs> and uh, the next person goes in to discover this atrocity. And they come out and proclaim to the house, who did this? Who did this? Oh, my God, who did this? To which I reply, I don't know. That's totally fucked up. Who did this? And we spent a good hour. The host was crying because she didn't want to spend money to have a plumber come and like fix her pipes. And it was became this whole ordeal. So me being the bigger man. It's called a fucking plunger. Me, no, it was too crazy for that. Trust me. This guy was <laughs> reefing on it for like two and a half hours. And nothing was changing. And so finally, I was the bigger man. I said, "Look, I mean, Andrew Blandrew said, look, bro, you, yeah, you've already snitched on yourself like five times. I'll, You're like this guy Blandrew. I'll buy a bullet plunger so you can take care of this. Explain to the people what a bullet plunger is, though. 
Okay, so a bullet plunger is like a high velocity like uh, plunger, basically. That if a normal one doesn't do the trick, this is supposed to leave out any uh, guest room. It's gonna take care of the job no matter what. So, being the bigger man, Blanger said he would pay for it, but you were fucked if he was going to be the one dealing with it because he didn't create the mess so why would he be the one taking care of it so I we buy this bullet plunger I mean Blandrew buys this bullet plunger and um (laughs) they go back to the house and Blandrew sits at the kitchen table eating KFC while somebody else spent a good hour hour and a half fixing the problem and the conspiracy dies today Blandrew was guilty as charged. <laughs> okay, so part part two of part two number two. Uh, Blandrew finds himself at another person's house, and same kind of scenario. Uh, parents are away for the weekend. Whatever you do, just don't use my parents' master bathroom. They'll know, and then they'll be mad. And of course. Blandrew does not heed this information and goes and uses the master bathroom and unleashes his full fury into their low flow toilet. But now there lies a problem. There's no plunger in the entire house, no bullet plunger to be seen. So Blandrew has to take matters into, and I might I say, (laughs) (laughs) we're all primates essentially. And you hear like monkeys throwing their feces from trees, <laughs> the evolution of man. Never in my life have I felt like a primate or connected to my roots until this moment. <laughs> you mean Blandrew, bro. Why do you keep snitching? But <laughs> he had to act fast. <laughs> Pan to a pair of yellow rubber gloves. Right, pan to he's not he's not a window. He's not done yet. Pan back to the yellow gloves. Pan back to the crime scene. Pan back to the window. Blandrew acted fast, and he grabbed the yellow gloves, and he wrestled the seat the serpent, <laughs> and grabbed it and checked it out of the second story window into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> Thud. And with end. that, we'll go to our feature story. brew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think we, I think we, uh, we have one more subject, one more subject in here to talk about. We can squeeze oh, in. I think man. I could squeeze out. No, we're done with that. Oh uh, fuck! I don't know how I'm gonna follow that up. All I know is that neither of those shits were sinking the way that the Titanic oh. did after this. <laughs> but uh. You know, here we're gonna talk about one of your favorite movies. You know, I'm sure it was a lot of uh, a lot of young boys' first time seeing a nipple, a breast. Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. Nah, bro, <laughs> Pornhub. Oh, yeah, like now, but not the first time for some of these kids. Anyways, we're gonna talk about the ti- the Titanic, the sink that the ship that sunk, but was it ever really the Titanic? That's the actual conspiracy here. Hmm. So a little ba- little backstory. The Titanic was built by a company named White Star Lines. But around the same time, they were also building a ship called the Olympic. Um, at the time, the Olympic cost $7.5 million to make. 
which is equivalent to $190 million today, Jesus. making it the most expensive ship built back at this time. So this is a big company because they're making the most expensive ship back at the time, $7.5 million, about $7.5 million. And they're also building the Titanic, which was a little bit cheaper, but was modeled after what the Olympic at that time was going to be. Hmm. However, in 1911, the Olympic was involved in a crash. And this accident, this crash, uh, left the Olympic... Um, sorry. Yeah, it was, it was... Sorry. Then after that, like after that, it was revamped, it was ready to go, and they were involved in another incident where the propeller was lost by the workers who were currently working on it. This propeller was something that was made for just this boat since it was the first boat that was being made of this size and this magnitude. It was a custom piece that wasn't just going to be made by anyone, especially back in the day without the technology. So now this made the boat unusable and it became a part boat. The most expensive boat at that time was nothing more than a broken down boat that was going to be parted out for the rest of their boats. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, this made White Star Lines have to consider bankruptcy because they had not even had this boat out for a sailing. They were able to recoup no money for it. They had basically just thrown a bunch of money into nothing. $7.5 million down the drain. From there, White Star Lines was also, well, this, all this is important because this, this company was then building the Titanic at the same time. And, dur and nearing its completion, it was going to be docked alongside the Olympic in Belfast. This is where the conspiracy comes in, saying that the company actually swapped the two, vote, the two boats prior to the maiden voyage, which would mean that the Titanic was actually left sitting at the dock, and the Olympic, which was already damaged, had already gone under two different types of repair, had already been in an accident, would have been the one sailing that night. Now, quick little note, because it's like important coming up, is the Titanic was pictured... Um, was a, had a picture taken while being built and it had 14 evenly spaced porthole windows. However, upon leaving for its first voyage, when pictured, the Titanic or the so-called Titanic leaves with 16 portholes that are unevenly spaced, which matched hmm. exactly that of the photo of the Olympic prior to its, um, prior to its first voyage when it had the accident with 16 uneven porthole windows. On top of that, on top of that, the, um, <clears throat> they would be able to send out, uh, oh, sorry, on top of that, they actually found out that upon its design course of the uh, maiden voyage for the Titanic, it was actually three miles off the design, the designed course, and it was such a clear night where you would have been able to see icebergs, especially the one that the Titanic hit, from minimum six kilometers away. away. There was no clouds, there was no mist, there was no storm. It was one of the clearest nights for sailing. They still managed to veer off three miles off course and smash into an iceberg that they should have been able to see. So an, a lot of, like the main reason that people are saying that this happened is because if the Titanic were to have an accident, they could have recouped all their money. Now, knowing that the Titanic was something that was similar to $7.5 million in price, they would have been able to recoup part of that money. They wouldn't have had to consider bankruptcy. They wouldn't have gone under. They would have had two working boats after that if they would have used that money to then build another one. And finally, um, 
the, another tipping point that would point towards the Titanic actually not being the Titanic when it sunk was the owner of J.P. Morgan, who was also a very, very close friend and is known to uh, is rumored to have actually helped fund White Star Lines at its um, when it, at its uh, inception at its conception was seen was seen to uh, had hired some people to actually go in and remove eight valuable statues from the boat. So from the Titanic, they had removed eight valuable statues that he had once donated to them, which is fishy. Why two days before Hmm. the maiden voyage would you go in and remove eight valuable pieces of art that you had donated to your best friend so this boat could have a super ritzy and bougie-ass atmosphere? You know? So we don't don't know if the Titanic ever sank. It, It was, you know, it's rumored it was the Olympic. They recouped their money, you know, with people having... Um, fraud these days it was basically the biggest the biggest uh, case of tax fraud ever known if it's true honestly I wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah that's kind of where I'm at after I learned about it all all I have to say to that is am I flying Jack shout out to Rose she's probably uh, Ariana Grande's great grandmother (laughs) 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 Uh, this man's anyways (laughs) no 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 for real for real though for real though fuck rose (laughs) fuck that bitch jesus that bitch is shady her and jenny from forrest gump shady shady ass motherfuckers (laughs) bet you they're the same person bro fuck rose rose (laughs) took them out to the ocean to find that necklace and she had that shit in her pocket the whole time and then drops it in the, and then drops it in the water, <laughs> and then Jenny, Jenny was out hoeing. Yeah, she didn't all care. across America, like literally across the country. She shows up, <laughs> she bangs Forrest, she dips, she has his kid. <laughs> she doesn't come back into Forrest's life until he's rich. They'd be like, "Yo, you got a child." Is that like the? Is that like where prenup started? Yeah, like the conception of prenup. From Jenny from Forrest Gump, probably. Yeah, yo, if there was any like, I would just say this real quick, and then you can get to your feature brew. If there was any movie I'd love to see from another character's perspective, mm. it would be Forrest Gump, but from Jenny's perspective. No one's watching that. Shit would be wild. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, people, people are yo, people are watching that. People are watching that. Or Star Wars from R2's perspective. Oh, hell. Could you imagine the motion sickness? Yo, but R2 sees some shit, though. <sighs> yeah, that's true. He probably filmed uh, Luke and Leia's uh, sex tape as well. Oh, no. <laughs> and with that, we get into what does lead to a sex tape, the feature brew. And the feature brew of this week goes to Phillips Brewing in Victoria, B.C., I can honestly say they have not made a single beer I have not liked. Really impressed with them. They got great designs for their cans. Great names. Some of my personal favorites are the Electric Unicorn White IPA, the Tiger Shark Pale Ale, and the Glitter Bomb Pale Ale. Would you... (laughs) Ridiculous names, but unique nonetheless. Would you say that every time you go to the store, you make sure you fill up on their beer? (laughs) Good one. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, 
Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all stay safe out there. Uh, like, share. I don't know what the fuck you do with podcasts. Have a good day. <laughs> Question everything. Right, Keep bl- the conspiracies alive. Don't right, believe Blandrew. everything you see. Unless pretty much. Unless it's a monolith, that shit's real. Don't trust anyone. Oh right, yeah, we're done. I'm hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I peace.